Hi! We are live at the well. I'm your host, Tulimuwana Namulemo. I'm a follower of Jesus, a certified health coach, and the owner of New Eve Wellness, a faith-based wellness brand. I equip and empower women of God with mindsets and habits for lifelong lifestyle wellness. On today's episode, we will be talking about the concept of generational health. But before we begin, here's today's wellness tip. If the fruit of the spirit of self-control is still in the early stages of budding for you like it is for me, or you have a habit of eating food simply because it's there, guilty, don't keep food items in your home that are outside of your day-to-day dietary needs or guidelines. Now, this, of course, is easier if you live by yourself or you are the one who takes care of grocery shopping for your household. But the bottom line is if it's not in the house, it's not easily accessible. Don't put yourself in the midst of temptation if you can help it. So let's get into it. Generational health. You've probably heard a lot about generational wealth, building generational wealth. I'm trying to build generational wealth. And as you probably know or can easily guess, generational wealth is any kind of asset that families pass down to their children or grandchildren, often in the form of cash, investment funds, stocks and bonds, properties, or companies. But how often do you hear about generational health? Who's building generational health? Who's focusing on building generational health? And what does that even mean? What does it look like? As I was thinking about the concept of generational health, I reflected on my own family's generational health and the foundations I'm now building or building on. And when I say health, I'm referring mainly to mind, body, and spirit health. But especially in this context of building generational health, there are many other aspects of health to consider. But let's start with mental and emotional health. And admittedly, this is something that is actually being built essentially from ground zero in mine and my siblings and cousins generation, just because of the culture and the times um, my parents and grandparents grew up in, things like getting professional help and freely expressing all your emotions are things that we have the privilege of building from the ground up and creating the blueprint for our children and our future children. Now, when it comes to spiritual health, my family does not play. Spiritual health is something that has undoubtedly been intentionally passed down on both sides of my family. Any cousin or auntie's house I visit, prayer and reading of the word of God are a guarantee. I remember a few months ago, I was visiting one of my older cousins and my aunt, who is our maternal matriarch, was also there. Uh, She and I attended church together. And as I saw her in her very mature years, singing along, attentive to the word that was being taught, reading along in the Bible that she's been studying since she was a young woman and taking notes. I just thought about how um, most of my family is God-fearing. Most of us have relationships with Jesus Christ. And that moment just inspired me to continue to pursue my relationship with God, not just for me and my own right standing with God, but so I can be able to carry the faith on to the next generation because I do want to raise my kids in the way of the Lord. And that starts with me and it starts now. Lastly, when it comes to body health, namely nutrition and exercise, I should start by mentioning that I am a first generation Ugandan American immigrant. So I was born in Uganda and my parents and generations prior lived in Uganda. 
So the lifestyle that lived there just by nature of society um, that we lived in was active. So my parents growing up both worked on their family farm, ate fresh and organic food. And I'm talking about like real organic food, not just like organic sticker, but as in fresh from the earth, no GMOs, no pesticides, no nothing, just fresh, quote unquote, organic food. And they were active all throughout their life there. That sedentary indoors, head buried in the phone lifestyle was not something that was part of um, the society and the culture at the time. But that changed when we migrated to the United States. And it definitely was a challenge adjusting to the different lifestyle here from large portions. Like I remember when we first went to Wendy's for the first time and I ordered a small drink and they gave me the small drink and I said, no, I, I meant small. And they're like, that's small. And I was like, oh, well, that's a problem. But anyway, <laughs> uh, to food also not being fresh and organic truly, even if it's presented as such. And then even having to be indoors and sedentary for at least four months out of the year due to winter, you know, because we live in a state where it's cold, you know, four to six months out of the year. So our physical health definitely suffered after moving here. And in fact, soon after we moved to the United States, my dad suffered a life-threatening medical emergency. And after undergoing life-saving surgery, he started being intentional about practicing healthy habits in this new environment. So he started exercising, making changes to his diet, like swapping out white bread for whole grain bread and eating more balanced meals and so on and so forth. And he didn't just make these changes for himself. The whole family was dragged along. Um, he even started a rule where we couldn't get our TV time until we went down to the apartment gym with him for at least 30 minutes. So I remember begrudgingly going down to the gym and doing the bare minimum on the cycling machine because I could sit, you know, and be lazy. Um, and so I could earn my TV time. And that was my first exposure to the gym. And I just wonder if it wasn't for my dad having that, you know, little rule he made and also practicing a healthy lifestyle, if I would have, you know, started my wellness journey at the time I did or in the way that I did. And it's funny how things have come full circle because in recent years, I've exposed him to lifting weights and encouraged him to get a personal trainer to help with strength training, um, you know, because cardio is great, but it's not going to cut it. Cardio is good for your heart. Strength training is good for your bones and your body and a whole lot of other things. Let me not oversimplify it. So this is the foundation I'm building my health on now as a single woman and when mine and my siblings' children come along, God willing, they will have no choice but to be immersed in it. And there will be a lot more health to go around, so to speak. <laughs> and um, there'll be much more uh, just wellness all around for them to experience and practice because, you know, we know better now, so we do better, right? And then when they know better, they'll even do better because, you know, even even our generation, even myself, um, I'm not in perfect health, right? There's more that could be done. And so let me ask you this. If you think about your current health habits, whether positive or not, can you perhaps trace them back to your parents or generations before? Like, are there any 
health habits and practices that you see are common among many of your family members. I think about Proverbs 22, 6 that says, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. And this verse makes me think of what are known as um, what are known in child development as the formative years. So years zero to eight, when the brain and neurobiological development are the fastest. These years are really crucial in defining who a child is and who they will become. In fact, according to the NIH, there is research that suggests that poor dietary habits established during childhood might persist into adulthood. And I think we're seeing that we're seeing that very clearly and very vividly now. And early modifications in eating habits might promote health and decrease the risk of developing diseases later in life. So, you know, building generational health starts with you. Even if you are not a parent or never want to be a parent, you have influence in your family and in the younger people around you or the people who are not as far along on your wellness journey as you are. You can't change your parents and we can't go back in time and undo what was done or not done, but you can start today in building on what the generations before you started or even starting afresh by breaking some unhealthy patterns and habits and starting from you know, from zero, from the ground up. Your parents may not have known better, but you do. So, you know, we hear all the buzz about generational wealth, generational wealth. That's great. Nothing wrong with that. But you can make all the money in the world and set your family up for financial success. But what good is it if you yourself and your family are not spiritually, physically, and mentally well? Let me leave you with this question. What are you building on right now? What are you leaving your kids and grandkids? What's your health legacy? What assets will your children and grandchildren be coming into? What health assets will they be coming into? Just like building wealth, some start with zero and some start with a head start. Either way, you have to get moving. So get moving, friend. Until next time, be well.